I was soaring, flying. There's not a star in heaven that we can't reach. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie recently enough to remember these lyrics. Okay, it's okay. You can keep going, Kirsten. They listen to Disney radio station at work when they're frosting and shit, so. Um, this dude randomly sent me on Snapchat, first of all, a whole e-file of a fucking, like, 300-page book on Snapchat. Why did he do that? I'm not sure. I don't, he does not have my number. Um. Did you ask him to stop? No. Um. No, because it seemed like a cool book. I wasn't going to read it, but I was like, thanks, man. Um, he always sends me things that he thinks would be useful on the podcast. <laughs> and oh. that's, that's, like, all that ever happens. He's like, check this book out. It or great. if there's any, like, alien things, he'll also send that to me. Like, he has, like, met alien people that... Not alien people. <laughs> um, he personally Speaks with aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um, communicate on and a regular like, basis. Send me their interviews, and I'm like, thank you for oh. that. Um, yeah, that's, he's cool. It's a little weird, but he, neat. he's cool. Um, wow, I hope he listens to this. You're <laughs> a know. dick. He's, he's cool. You're a little bit um, weird, though, dude. <laughs> who isn't though? <laughs> No, a bit don't, suspicious. don't try to cover it up now. You were talking mad shit. Um, I was not uh, talking <laughs> mad shit. <laughs> no takesy-backsies. Anyways, the book was on gnomes. And I was like, I didn't know no. I didn't know gnomes. I didn't know gnomes. I didn't know gnomes were folklore. Gnomes. And then he was out thrifting, and he found a book on, what was it? Um, fuck. I don't talk to him that often, so I go. You should go thrift shopping with him. He found a book, and he sent me the picture of this book, and I'm like, that's a cool book, where'd you get it? I didn't save it. Um, it was like something, another type of folklore thing, and the lady that wrote it lived in Lawton. I don't know what that means. Oh my god, we go visit her? Where I used to live, Kyla, what do you mean? not too far away. Oh! Oh yeah, I forgot that you used to live there. I'm like, oh, I have a friend that lives by there. Not anymore. But yeah, and I was like, So if you want to find Kristen, go to Lawton. Yeah. You can trace her there. Starting here anyway. It's such a shit name. (laughs) <laughs> it is <laughs> just makes me think of dookie every time same <laughs> okay um so i found an article and i'm gonna read it and i haven't read it so i'm sure there's gonna be words that i can't pronounce because i'm stupid so gnomes we know right the miniature folks with billy goat beards are mytho- mythological beings with strange and interesting backgrounds the word gnome comes from latin gnomus or greek Gnosis, which have roots in ancient Greek words for knowledge of hidden treasures and earth dweller. The traditional 
gnome is closely linked to mythology or the mythology of classic elements, earth, fire, water, and air. You know, like everything fucking goes to. Isn't there like earth, fire, water, and air fairies too? Wasn't there? I think there was. Um, And we're said to be nocturnal protectors of the earth. Legend has it that gnomes live underground where they guard nearby plant life, as well as their personal stash of buried treasure. Supposedly, rays of sunshine can turn gnome into stone. Ah. So they're afraid of the sun. That's how you get gnomes in your garden. Yeah, but what they doing in the garden all the time? They are protecting the plant life. Alright. So they're scaring away the bunnies and stuff? (laughs) Are they like gremlins? I'm just staring at all my plants, admiring them. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Your weirdo. Yeah. Like, damn, that's a They're so hot plant right there. Cute! Look, okay, look at this. Look how full it's getting. This was wow. the baby that my manager made me. The way those roots oh just my God. come up out of that soil. Those aren't Really the penetrate deep into stems. that soil. Uh! <laughs> and then I have this. Which I don't know what it is, but, you know, it's getting somewhere. It's penetrated real nice. Yeah. Mm, got a nice, <laughs> nice, uh... It's a bulb. Nice bulb. Most bulb. Out of that. Nice bulb. <laughs> Some bulb. Some real it's nice bulbs. <laughs> so I need little gnomes to go with them. Okay. Most folklore that refers to gnome-like beings originate... Primarily in European countries like Germany, Iceland, and Ireland. Um, apparently, leprechauns are part of gnomes, which I would guess gnomes are probably just fairies when it comes down to it. Switzerland and France, as well as countries in Scandin- of Scandinavia. However, there are also some references in Japanese culture of similar being to European gnome known as yokai. Yo, guy. It's Y-O-K-A-I. Yeah, you pronounced it correctly, yeah. Heck yeah. Look at that. According to tradition, gnomes were responsible for a lot of hidden process of plant life. They were important symbols of northern European farmers. With that in mind, it makes perfect sense that they became a popular garden ornament in Germany during the 1800s when Philip... Giebel made the first garden gnome from terracotta clay. No, he did it. They turned to stone when they hit the sunshine. This is a lie. Sightings of garden gnomes in... What? Why is it a lie? (laughs) He didn't make them from terracotta. They became clay-like when the sunshine hit them. And then he just said that he made them, but he really, he's just been capturing gnomes this entire mm. time and turning them to stone and selling them. I he's like Medusa. <laughs> Kyle is baffled. <laughs> yes. Sightings <laughs> uh. of garden gnomes in Edmonton are relatively rare today, but in their heyday, they were a must-have garden necessity or accessory. Their popularity spread across Europe and into the United States, where they become a highly fashionable for garden enthusiasts. Of course, like all trends, garden gnomes 
has cycled in and out of favor. Garden gnomes' styles have varied massively from traditional style clay stature, statuary to made-in-China resin gnomes embezzled with football team logos. Gnome controversies. It's hard to believe that an innocent-looking gnome could incite strong feelings. But the world is a weird place. While avid collectors of garden gnomes have been around for decades, you know why it's a controversy? Because he's been fucking capturing them with the sunlight. Killing the gnomes. So rude. Um, there have been a few periods in history when stealing gnomes has been a popular pastime for teenagers and pranksters. There are even sculptures, I wish I was kidding about this, dedicated to releasing gnomes into the wild. Like the French group of, I do not know how to say that, so I'm not even going to try. And then in parentheses, Garden Gnome Liberation Front. And its Italian counterpart... M-A-L-A-G, apparently. Yes, I'm serious. There's international conspiracies to return garden gnomes to nature. However, with respect to local garden gnomes, Edmonton appears to be neutral territory. Gnomes have also been the center of a class dispute. The Chelsea Flower Show is a highly prestigious English garden event that went as far to ban garden gnomes. Organizers reasoned that gnomes are a distraction from the garden designs. In response, pro-gnome activists argued that the rule was classist and snobbery. As garden gnomes are most popular among working class gardens. Yeah, you know, this is real. (laughs) Out of curiosity, (laughs) is this uh, in Alberta? Is that... Is it Edmonton? Yeah. Okay. I I just wanted to make that because I have friends um, from Edmonton and hearing Edmonton. you say that <laughs> has been like... I'm wrong. <laughs> has been like, are we in the same place? <laughs> I'm just curious because I want to know if I can harass them later about their gnomes. You can for sure. Garden gnomes have somehow snuck around despite many surprising obstacles. Personally, I found that there are more I know about them, the more I like them. If you're a team gnome, there are op- your options are endless. You can find a gnome made from solid stone that blends in traditional designs, contemporary fi- fiberglass gnomes engaged in silly activities, even custom garden gnomes for those with specific taste. I kind of want one. I used to get little, like, little teeny tiny versions of gnomes, like the ones that are, like, this big. And I would hide them in my friend's belongings as often as I could, just so that way when he wasn't paying attention, he would just have a gnome. I thoroughly enjoy that. It was a good time. Language. There was another thing that says that in medieval mythologies... As a small, physical, deformed, usually hunchback creature resembling a dry, gnarled old man, Gab, the king of the gnome race, ruled with a magic sword, and they are capable of moving through solid earth as fish move through water. Very descriptive. I kind of want, they have some cute little gnome things. I could get some cute ones for in here. Get some gothic ones. 
Ooh, you know what I've always really liked? Gargoyles. Same! I want a gargoyle tattoo! I've always wanted, like, gargoyle statues in the yard. They're so expensive. I know. I've looked them up. Also, like, we don't have, like, a homeowner's association or anything, but I just have a feeling if we were to do something like that, because we live across the school or straight from a school, I feel like people would have a problem with, You like, can have gargoyles. What's wrong with gargoyles? <sighs> we live in a very religious town. They're, and they're very scary. creepy looking. And you could, they are demonic, and why are they staring up at Up until the last couple of years, children. it was illegal to mow your lawn on Sundays here. Really? Yeah. That's the Lord's Day. It is the Lord's Day. How dare you? You're not to labor on the Lord's Day. And that's all I had on gnomes. Put that together until you just said that sentence out loud. What? I didn't put that together until you just said that sentence out loud. What sentence did he say? Oh yeah. Like I, he said you're not to labor on the Lord's Day. Like I just thought that like, you know, you're supposed to use the day for praise, but the labor thing makes sense. Yeah, that is. You are supposed to use the day for praise and then never anything else. Yeah. Don't trim your Lord's bushes day. on Sundays. Any of your bushes. Any of them. No bush trimming. <laughs> Does Kyla have a story for us? I thought you said it was you and Josh. Oh. Wait. No, it is. Wait. I'm pretty sure it was you, Kyla. Don't do this to me. No. You Kyle know I'll and crumble. Josh read last week. You know I will crumble. Kyle and Josh I, read I last know. week. So it's me and Josh this week. And then it's... You and Kyla the next time. Yes. Precisely. Okay. Perfect. I do have stories pulled up. I can't stand I you. I was confused. Do not fret. I was just trying to scare. I'm the person in the group project that doesn't do work. Yeah, I fucking everyone hates. Yeah, I know you. I had science class with you. You literally just copied off me every day. I just, I'm, I'm trash. And the teacher knew it, and he let it happen. He came up to us at at lunchtime, and he was like, "I know that you cheat off of her," and we're like, "He did not." He's like, "It's fine." No, he didn't. He said it in, like, a very joking way, but yeah, he did. Mr. Smythe? I don't remember who that is. Did I? What did I say? He was kind of creepy. Did I say I think you were also joking around, and you're like, ha ha ha, you know it, or something. Every damn day. Yeah. (laughs) Literally that. I was the same, though. I never did shit in group projects. I would just present. I was always the presenter, because that required no... I would do the work if I didn't have to present. See, and I would present if I didn't have to do any work. Look, we got a good team here. Mostly because, like, I could, like, just read through the shit, and, like, I understood it, and I could, like, help be like, no, that's fucking wrong. But I didn't, like, busy work, and I'm not good at design, so, like, presentations be bad. Anyway, I have two stories. They're both a little bit short, though. More in the woods things. 
more always woods. in the woods things all of them in the woods <clears throat> but so this story happened in early november 2016 while they were moving from philly to chicago and their boyfriend had flown them into or had flown into philly to help drive with them across country which is pretty nice i guess though like if you're moving that. in with your boyfriend or something yeah I think if I was to to California, Kyla would fly out here and ride back with me if I wanted her to. Yeah. Because she could help me drive. Would you get murdered again? That was scary. No, because there'd be two of us. Yeah, it's like double prizes. (laughs) Anyway. Twice the fun. Um, Don't ever encourage people. Two parks for the price of one. Fun, fun. Exactly. <laughs> that was a deal. Anyway. That was really gross. <laughs> anyway, my parents live in Ohio, so after making a pit stop there, we were on our way. Being broke at the time and wanting to save on tolls, we decided to take the toll-free route, which would land us in Philly in about 10 hours. I'm going to say you, those Origi- fucking tolls are ridiculous. I paid they over a hundred dollars in tolls to go to Virginia. What's some that's some fucking shit. Like there and back time, was over a hundred dollars. <laughs> did you take uh Yeah no some of those roads are crazy. Although one time I missed my exit on the Ohio like turnpike oh, no. toll oh, road. Thing. But no my GPS took me off of an emergency exit and I didn't pay any tolls on the way back. Ooh. Like, if you just, if you, like, drive, you have to, like, be super, super slow, because there's, like, it's, like, a dirt road on the side of the highway, so unless you're going, like, 30 miles an hour, you don't see it. So do you think that... But it's just, like, my GPS told me to get off there. Do you think that when they were looking at their receipts at the end of the day, they're like, damn, did this guy die on the road? (laughs) I expected that they were just gonna, like, max charge me or something. But they never did. Maybe they think I'm still out there driving around. Maybe one day I'm going to go back with the same iPass. And it's just going to be like, oh, you were on this road for 13,000 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, he's just having a camping uh, trip. Yeah, he's just vibing. Originally we were going to leave my parents early, but we got kind of distracted and didn't leave until about 4 p.m. Not a big deal. Um, I've driven from Chicago to California and hiked different parts of the, I think, PCT is Pacific Continental Trail and Arizona Trail by myself. I was mostly bummed because the sun will be down by the time we get to all the pretty foliage in the Smokies. Now, the route we picked essentially had you dipping in and out between West Virginia and Pennsylvania. The parts of West Virginia we would be driving through were home to, like, that Mothman area. Because I was pretty excited about it as those stories fascinate me. Why did I not go see Mothman? Uh, because you're a psychopath. Where? You went to Virginia and didn't go see the Mothman statue. Josh, we gotta take a trip. Field trip. Let's go. Heck yeah. Right now. I'll meet you there. Um, dude, I need to stop traveling. Like, I've been getting away with it because, like, I can work from where I go. But I looked at my calendar, like, from the beginning of the year to now, and I've been gone, like, every other weekend. Just yeah. somewhere. 
That's fun. It's been a vibe. It it has been, but I'm like I'm spending all of my money. Well, it is what it is. Those go but hand if in you hand. were gonna die tomorrow, at least exactly. you exactly. I don't need that money. You don't need that money. Exactly. I also bought a four hundred dollar Nintendo Switch yesterday because I hadn't had one. So. Nice. Ooh, you ooh. could have literally just borrowed mine. I ha- it's been dead for four months because I never play it. I should have just gotten it from you, but I got a, a Zelda version. It looked pretty. Oh yeah. But anyway, um, did you living in the city? I don't often get to see a clear night sky, and having road tripped a lot, I knew sometimes most scenic highways would have viewpoint pullovers. So when we were in West Virginia, I told my boyfriend to Google one and see if anything popped up. Sure enough, he found one. Being busy driving, I didn't really bother to look at what his GPS showed and just followed the directions. I am, me personally, terrible with that. Uh, I just zone out and let the GPS guide me. Sometimes I miss what the GPS tells me to, but... Like, I'm not paying attention to where I go, like, half the time. So, like, ah, the GPS knows. Yeah. I'm like, dang. I just zoned out for two whole hours. (laughs) Exactly. I drive to my sister's a lot in Indianapolis. It's like a four-hour drive. I don't need my brain on that whole time. Definitely not. Um, I thought it was weird that the GPS told us to get off the highway, since normally these vistas are located, like, right on it, kind of how a rest stop is. Whatever, we take the exit and turn down this dimly lit road that leads us up to a smaller mountain face. I find it really strange that there aren't any other cars around. I did see a sign for a scenic overlook, although it was a little bit rusty, and it pointed us down what looked like a service road. The road itself wasn't paved, and the only other road leading off of it was gated. Both of us got a weird feeling. I turned off the music because it was so creepy quiet and my radio now sounded like it was blasting. We could hear every leaf my car was crunching under its tires. After going maybe half a mile down this road, we got way too spooked and said fuck it and I went and made a three point turn to get out of there. At this point, the hair on the back of my neck is standing up. We drove maybe 50 feet before we saw a tree laying across the road we just drove on. Me turning around maybe took two minutes, and as I mentioned earlier, things were so quiet that we both knew we would have heard a tree falling down behind us. Um, Panic started to take over, and something told me we can't just sit there and think long and hard about what to do. So, my boyfriend said he would see if he can lift one side of the tree and move it over. I had my brights on and was scanning the surrounding woods for any sign of movement. I felt eyes on us, but I couldn't see anything. The tree appeared to be old. It literally looked as if someone knocked it over just in front of us. As soon as my boyfriend was out of the car, the first thing I did was tell him I loved him and lock the doors. (laughs) Felicia. <laughs> yeah, you're not, not getting back lie, in here. Though, driving through those mountains is really creepy, and it really bothered me because only through the mountains would my GPS just randomly stop working. Dude, it yeah, it's like ah, oh, you're I would in the middle have of nowhere, and technology can't reach you. No, I would have signal. My GPS would just stop working. Ugh. It's like you know who lives out here. 
I was no. like, this is aliens fucking with my shit. It would be kind of funny, you know? They're just like, ah, can't have you coming back here in case you find us. No GPS for you. Yeah. Um, so they said, I know I'm an asshole. Thankfully, he was able to move the tree just enough for my car to squeeze through. And as soon as he was back in, we gunned it out of there. It says, I'm a very spiritual person and believe that there are things in the woods that we don't always see. My boyfriend, on the other hand... Um, doesn't really believe in that, but that night we both agreed something sinister was out there. It's a little short story, but, like, it's just crazy, like, that somebody would block off the path like that. And it makes me think, like, even if it was just, like, people, you don't expect, like, somebody just to be like, ah, yeah, I don't want to go down here anymore and turn around. Like, they were probably setting shit up. Like yeah, now like they, if they drove like, try to run away from us over a string, and then the string lightly put the tree down so they wouldn't hear it, but it would trap them. Yeah, or just like somebody put it down and like maybe moved somewhere else to like try to jump them. Like maybe they moved to like the overlook, or they started like going over a different route so that they wouldn't be seen. Like at that spot, and we're gonna try to rob them or whatever. There. They're hiding behind yeah. the tree, just trying to play it a yeah. silly little goofy prank. They're gonna be like, "Boo, <laughs> got you good." But real question, like, let's say somebody did come out and like started attacking the boyfriend, but let's say he had like the tree over the roof of the car. Okay, like in that moment. Like, would you leave? Over the roof of the car? Like, um, the tree was out of the way enough. Oh. In my mind, the way I imagined this is he, because he, like, lifted one end of the tree so that the car could, like, go under it. He's also wildly tall. (laughs) Cars aren't that tall. He's Josh's Yeah, if it's just a car. Yeah, I'm like, if it's a car, like, you can do that. If you're I don't ta- know. even if you're not taller than the car, you can. Probably yeah, your arms can it. reach over. Yeah, but then it's at an angle. I don't know. But I then, can't like, how would it. how else would the car like squeeze through? That that's just how I imagined it. But yeah, either way, in my scenario, let's say they did you push it to the side free. enough. <clears throat> yeah, let's say you're free from like the tree stopping you but then somebody comes out and attacks your boyfriend girlfriend whatever do you leave them or do you try to fight with them against the random crazy dude do you like them yeah are you like i'm assuming the boyfriend (laughs) went out of his way to fly from philly I guess she's moving no, away. And he realized them. after being in the car that he was so sick of being with her and they fought the entire way. So by Dude. the time he got a chance to get out of the car, he's like, I'm so sick of sitting next to this person. I need to get out. I hate your stupid fucking ideas. Look what they do to <laughs> us all the time. He actually set it up. He because he found the spot, right? He doesn't know how to break up with her. And this is an elaborate yeah, he, plan. He pulled it up on GPS. Yeah. He it's an elaborate plan. Very, very elaborate. Listen. But um 
Sometimes it's hard letting people sometimes. down. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta be like, ah, we he's gotta, just gonna play that he got like, murdered. You gotta, you gotta put the tree down. All this other stuff, Josh. You gotta attack me. You gotta make it look like you killed me, so they can just drive off, and then they Fake are better off the... thinking I died than me breaking up with them. Exactly. Yeah, I'm here just for fake it. Your own Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. I understand. You know? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Lord, in the comments, they did say um, that they really don't think that it would be like a friend, like a prank or like people like messing with them. Just because they were only like two minutes down the road, they had the radio off and were able to hear most things. But, um,. They just didn't hear the tree move, like, at also, all. Also, when at you're all. on a road And so they trip. think it might have just been, like, the forest. Yeah, it's um, just weird that they didn't hear it. Yeah. It is really weird that they didn't hear it. But, yeah. Did you have so, another one? I did have another story. Another one. Let's hear it. I just really like the title of the story. It says, Scared okay. and Embarrassed, But I Don't Care Anymore. They don't care anymore. Don't care no more. So they were talking about um just like finding this site like the website that I'm on and they're like it's like an enormous weight has been lifted off of my chest so many years I was feeling like I was crazy or if I had imagined it and now seeing other people with similar stories is so much relief. I don't know to this day what exactly I saw that night camping in the lane between the lakes. It's a place in western Kentucky apparently. I don't know. Um, then I don't know if it applies to anything here. I just know I have found a place where I can perhaps share my experience of that weekend. Um, this happened a bit over two decades ago, as I said, in the LBL land between the lakes. I'll probably just say that every time. Um, my dad hunted mainly bow hunting and he was there regularly. And although I never was a hunter, I loved camping in the woods. We never used any formal campsite back then. We'd just drive along the trace, turn off onto one of the numerous side roads, and then near a creek bed or um, just somewhere like flat and dry, we would set up a campsite. We pulled the car off the road, set up a tent, tarp it, it tarp it all over angled. They would set up a tent and a tarp, and Dad would do his thing while I did mine. Typically, if I went with him, that meant that he'd um, trek off to his stand and would be gone most of the day. While he was off, I'd hike a bit, um, read, or just relax. For me, it was a place to go to get away from it all, get lost in nature or in a good book. This time, this early morning, he had left after a quick breakfast and there was a chill dampness in the air. The smell of fall was coming in. Any of the outdoor types will understand that smell of wet leaves during the fall, and I only mention this because it will be relevant later. Anyway, Dad had left and I had whittled some of the hickory um, off of a staff, quote-unquote, that I had made, like a walking stick, before heading out for an early morning hike. I set off in the usual direction, opposite from the road we were nearby, mostly just following the creek, but not directly along it. I had a compass if I ever needed it, but I rarely ever used it. 
I had grown up in the Jackson Purchase, and it was like a second home to me. I loved nature and never felt uncomfortable out in the woods. Before long, however, cresting a small hill, I heard some rustling among the trees. While leaves were starting to fall, most were still up, um, and so I had only really slowed for a moment. I'm used to low sounds, usually squirrels jumping around, or other, like, rabbits, little fauna. Um, but then it got louder. Heavy, unlike any sound I've heard, trees making outside of them breaking under ice or age. It was hard to focus on the sound, like it was coming from all around me, and but not. And every direction I turned, I saw the trees in the distance shaking, as if something large had just jumped from them, but saw nothing else. Then I was probably 15, and despite being in the woods for many of them, I felt something I never really had before. Um... It wasn't, like, terror, but actual just fear. Almost as soon as it had started, the rattling, violent shaking of the trees focused. Not really in a ring around me, um, but it was just one tree in f- opposite of the direction of the camp, and then nothing. No sound at all. Not quiet, but the just, like, the dead, dead silence. Like, you don't hear anything. There's not, like insects all of that 100 percent silent in the yeah, woods it's creepy yeah so somehow that relaxed me i had been exposed to that stillness before and while the violent rustling of multiple trees felt alien this was familiar i feel like that's not a good sign ever it's not ever ever if it's like dead silent is yeah. there a reason like, for everything- that doesn't that kind of happen during a solar eclipse, though, too? That it just becomes dead silent? Yeah, they, I think it's because, like... The animals can sense every... it, and it's, like, weird, so they don't make noises, because they sense that something's off. Yeah, like, that there's a predator, or that, like, something is different, and they don't know what's happening. So it's just, like, silent. Don't move, don't draw attention to yourself. The world is ending. Um, I thought about going back until I saw in the distance near the last tree that shook a slim, dark figure. I couldn't make it out, um, but I thought that it was, it felt like it was a her, and she was up near the ridge ahead, and I felt compelled to head towards her, and I did. A her? I, I know that sounds crazy, typing it all down. I still do, but then I rationalized. It as like, oh, I wonder if she heard that too. Maybe she saw what it was. Um, but as I walked towards her, she slid away, staying ba- barely visible among the trees. The sky just started to really lighten up, and that transition from dawn to morning. And <clears throat> her movement really was like a slide. She moved what appeared to be normally, but the distance she seemed to cover was unnatural. I'm tall at a little bit over six feet, but my strides covered half the distance hers did, and she seemed to be normal-sized. Um, As normal-sized as a dark, featureless shape could be. I mean, I could see a head, arms, and legs, and what appeared to be dark but normal clothing, but I really couldn't um, see details on her. 
um focusing on her was hard and outside of like knowing it was a her i really couldn't tell anything else as she disappeared and reappeared from among the trees um again i I don't know why i followed sorry i feel like creatures in the woods are almost well i guess sometimes they're women but i feel like in the stories that you you tell they're always almost like monsters or men Mm mm-hmm like same thing like this um, is the first lady a lot of like the skinwalker stuff people attribute to more like male because of the territorialness and all of that yeah that makes sense weird stuff so again i don't know why i followed her but i did down a hill through some fog until i neared a clearing I lost sight of her as i neared it and things got darker like when the sun crawls behind a dense cloud Except there was not really any clouds that I could see, but the sun was still too low for me to catch. The stillness, familiar, was there, but that didn't bother me. It was the smell that did. Every step closer to the clearing, I noticed it more and more. And although I couldn't find her, I desperately wanted to find her. Um, And that sent alarm bells through me. So I've been... There both before and since, and in the woods hundreds of times. And one thing I have never experienced since that weekend was the complete absence of smell. Nature has a smell, not like a stink, but one that is distinct. Um, Just like the plants and the creeks and like the leaves again. Except there was nothing. Except there, there was nothing. That lack slowed me, stopped me, and only then did I see her across the clearing looking at me. I wish I could say she was more monstrous, like giant and hairy, or like an alien gray, but she looked completely normal, indistinct and unmemorable, except for her smile. When she smiled, I ran. I had been scared before with the trees out in the middle of um, the clearing. But that, the lack of any smell and sound, and that smile, it terrified me, and I ran. I was crying and terrified, and I had no idea why I should be. I stopped about halfway back, and everything was brighter, and despite my terror, I still wanted to turn back. I did look back, and though she was just a shape again, she was there, closer, freezing as I spotted her. She had a smile again, but one I felt and did not see. You know, I don't know. It's like the movie. Can you kind of tell that? Oh, yeah, I was thinking this smile. is like more like, like sirony. Like you could do like dead face, but like you smile like with your other features. Just oh, like... yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that I was sense. thinking of like how he could feel it in the sense of like when someone's staring at you, how you can feel that they're staring at you. That could be, too. Just kind of, like, a feeling like she's still fucking smiling at me. Yeah. But kind I gestures. I didn't think about that. It is kind of siren-y. Like, right? you know, like, come follow me into the woods. Everything will be fine. Like, he was he scared, but he was like, I gotta to go, go after her. You wanna take yeah. a little walkie walk? A little stroll? A little walkie walk? Um. Did you... I then ran all the way back to the tent. I got in and cried, shaking in terror. I did not and could not understand. 
I stayed in the tent until my dad got back, and I didn't tell him about it. By then, the terror had faded, and while I couldn't explain it, I knew something horrible would have happened had I gone into the dark clearing that had no smells or sound. By night, I had almost convinced myself that I had imagined it all, when, stepping away from the tent to pee, that stillness came over and I froze. I looked among the trees, but saw nothing until I found two reddish lights moving in the distance. Uh Uh-uh. I knew the terrain and knew it had to be uphill from me, but and it's the quote-unquote eyes were descending, and I felt her in the sense that I had felt it was a woman earlier coming my way, and I felt the smile that was not a smile, even though I could not see it. I ran back to the tent, and my dad was there, staring into the fire, and when I yelled at him, he just sat there, not responding. I shook him, feeling those eyes that her behind me, and then even the smire, even the fire had no smell to it. Dude, my brain is dying. Um, It was just nothing. I shook my dad harder, screaming at him, and then suddenly the fire was crackling. I could smell the smoke, and the stillness was gone. My dad asked me what the hell I was yelling about, and when I told him, he gave me that look I mentioned. The sideways glance that was like, are you okay? And I apologize, I cut that part that he mentioned it earlier. He said that he wanted to avoid... Uh, his friends reading the story because he didn't want to like be like are you okay like everything okay up there bud um after much pressuring we left and while i barely held it together as soon as i got into my room at my house i cried not because i had embarrassed myself but because of relief i knew for a fact Had I not reached my dad, had I not shook him, that I would have wandered off in the dark, just like I would have wandered, just like I would have wandered off in the morning following her. She wanted me in that clearing, which felt wrong, smelled of nothing, and I wonder, and have wondered so many nights, what would have happened. I probably and hopefully will never have an answer. I just pray I never see or feel her again. It's totally. Have you guys seen Vampire Diaries? Yeah. I have not. The siren in that, that she's not as creepy, but it kind of just makes me wonder, like, are, is Vampire Diaries just real life and we just don't know it and all these creepy things that people are telling on Reddit are their experience with, like, sirens and vampires and witches and werewolves. It could be. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole premise of Vampire Diaries, isn't it? Or is it, like, publicly known in Vampire Diaries? It's not publicly known. Yeah, it's not. That's true blood. Yeah. So it could be. Hmm. Yeah, I I am I don't keep track of TV shows that I haven't watched. I need to. Vampire Diaries is good. Yeah, you should watch um, it. It is very sireny, and I think that she was gonna eat him so that she could live longer. I forgot that's what she did. Yeah. Oh, uh, it could be. But yeah, that does now that you like mention it, it is very sireny like come into the woods like everything will be fine please ignore that you are dissociating from your body right now literally (laughs) yeah yeah those are my stories for today thank you all for listening 
this has been the weird and suspicious with a little bit of Kirsten grinding her nails. I'm sorry. I really thought I was on mute. Um, yeah, you're the worst. I know. I'm so sorry. Ugh. I literally like to submit. Every time I started doing it, I would like double check that I was on mute, and then that one time I didn't check. <laughs> uh, anyways. Anyway, thank you for listening. Goodbye forever. Have, Have a good, a good night. night.